to be able to take it to that next level. That's what I'm excited about. Mills, quick pass. Nico at the five. Nico in the end zone. The dagger. And Grenard with the sack back at the 25-yard line. Touchdown, Houston. Rock and roll. Tremont Smith, coast to coast. There is no offseason for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. Now, it's Texans All Access. I am so fired up right now, and it's only May 12th. I need to be contained. It's only May 12th. I'm so fired up seeing the schedule leaks and all the other information going on out there. We had the draft two weeks ago. Let's not bury the lead. You know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow's rookie camp. Yes. I am so fired up. It's ridiculous. Yes. Let's play. Don't bury the lead. Who cares about the schedule? No, let's we channel all care. Nick, let's <laughs> channel Nick Casario. Don't care. Don't care about schedule. We'll play who we play. Yeah, the first oh, three games. But well, we know the first me. two games they'll be studying tonight. We know the first game. Well, we know the first two games. You're yes. right, because the home openers have been released. Yes. And the rest of it gets released at 7 o'clock. HoustonTexans.com, Texans app. Ticket office open at 7 o'clock for your single game ticket needs and wants and desires. And we know there are lots of them out there. Huh? I just thought of something. What's that? Preseason games, too, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to get all that. We get two of them at home. Oh, yeah. Two of them at home this year, one on the road. We are very interested in that because we produce those television broadcasts ourselves. Unless there's a national broadcast, and we'll see if there is one. Okay, let's get to the General John McClain. Is the General with us tonight? Good evening, John. I am always with you on Thursday nights unless you ditch me for some reason. We would not. We would never do that, General. There's there's no way. No, you wouldn't, and I— and I'll tell you what, guys, it's not just what's going on with the Texans, the NFL. Astros about to win the 10th in a row. Rockets find out how many they're ping pong, where they're drafting next week. And like you said, the rookie minicamp, it's more exciting. I think the last time we had a rookie minicamp this exciting was 2014 when Jadeveon Clowney was the first pick in the draft, and people were so excited about it. But if you look at those drafts since, you know, even when they had Deshaun Watson, they traded up to get him. Nobody had any idea he'd be as good as he was. But because of all the picks that Nick Casario has compiled, I think there's more excitement for this. That would make this eight years from when they drafted Clowney. So I'll be over there tomorrow doing a story on Jalen Petrie for the Waco Tribune Arrow. And uh, then I'll be going down to Kima for our remote. And I uh, can't wait to see the schedule. It's out in Cleveland. Somebody tweeted a schedule that said they're playing here on December 4th, which I said all along, I wish it would be late November or December. So that tells me the schedule makers, I guarantee you, had talked to the commissioner's office and they knew not to schedule Watson here early in the season. So that tells me he's going to be suspended and then he'll be off that suspension when he plays at NRG Stadium, which may be the hottest regular season. Well, I think it will be. Let's see if you guys agree, the hottest regular season ticket in franchise history. I would think other than the opener. You really, yeah, the Cowboys. You're right, the Cowboys. Cowboys yes. That's probably the only one I could think of or any Cowboys game. I mean, 18 was a I – mean, 18 with Dallas coming here was a, was a pretty good one. But, yeah, I mean, it's – oh, boy. As far as – the way the game sets up without concern for records and things like that, I would say it would have to be right because even if the Texans aren't having a good season at that point, that's still going to be a huge game. Yep. 
So in that way, I got to think about this, but man, there have been a lot of big games. But I would say you're probably right. Look, yeah. the Packers in 12 was such a hot ticket. We forget about oh, yeah. that. Being 5 and 0 going into that Sunday nighter, that was a flaming Guys, hot ticket. Guys, give yeah. me a break. It's the Cowboys and it's the Browns. The buzz before this game that they'll be playing all over the NFL, all over Houston. You know, maybe if, let's see, when will they play Arizona here? You know, will J.J. Watt still be playing? I think if J.J. came back and he was healthy and he played a regular season game here, people go crazy for a different reason. But I think a lot of people – well, yeah, well, I'm, maybe J.J. will still be playing. But I'm thinking in this game, he'll get some cheers, but he's going to get a lot of booze. Could be next year. Why? Oh, because if of that. finish in the same place. As the same oh, yeah, line, yeah, right. yeah. You get so that. it could be we next gotta year. Watch, we got to watch that. Uh, General, what do you think about opening the season against the Colts at home? What are your thoughts on that matchup? Good. From where we sit right on. now. Colts blew him out twice last year with Carson Wentz. I don't see how Matt Ryan's going to play better than Carson Wentz played in those two games last season when he didn't turn the ball over and he hit some deep throws. I like the fact Texans are going to have a lot of new players, a lot of new starters, and I think they'll have two new starters in their secondary and Stingley and Petrie and bring on Matt Ryan. You know, he hasn't been as good the last couple of years. Was it the talent or was it him starting – to deteriorate. I'll guarantee you, Lovey Smith's going to make this run defense better, and Jonathan Taylor is not going to have the kind of games he had last season. General, we got a question during our live stream, and I thought about it, and it was asking us about when's a good time to face Mahomes and Herbert. I thought, not a really any time, really, with those two guys, especially because they've been there for years and they know the systems and all that. But Russell Wilson's going to a new system, a new coach, a new city, and it's week two. It's the home opener for the Denver Broncos in week two. So after the Colts go to the Broncos in Russell Wilson's first home game, but Broncos might still be kind of working things out with Russell. What do you think about going to Denver so early? I predicted later in the year. I didn't really want to face him then, but I don't know, week two going to Denver. I don't think it's horrible. What are your thoughts about going to Denver week two? They always say it's not what you do in September and October, but what you do in November and December, and that's for playoff teams. I, when, they, when that report came out of Kansas City, the Chiefs were going to open here. I'm all for it. Get those AFC West games out of the way. Get them in here or get them there and get them out. And so it's the toughest division I have ever seen from top to bottom. And you're playing those quarterbacks. And I think, uh, I think going to Denver in the second game is great when I'm hoping they'll play Justin Herbert and Derek Carr and uh, uh, who am I missing from the AFC West? Oh, Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah, that guy. Get him out of the way early. Yeah, that guy. Get him out of the way early. Keep the division games later because a lot of people, it's something that just, that irritates me is last year, so many people picked the Jaguars to finish out of the Texans, even though the Texans had beaten them six times in a row. So the Texans were underdogs, I believe, by five and six and a half, and they beat the pants off of them twice. Jaguars haven't beaten them since 2017, and now a lot of people picking the Jaguars way ahead of the Texans. Maybe that'll happen, but I want to see them do it. So I'm hoping that the I'm hoping the division games are going to be at a point where middle or late in the season, 
and where they have a run on them because that way Davis Mills will have more playing time. Damian Pierce will have more playing time, more likely to be in the lineup by then. All these talented rookies, I I, I want them to play it against the division games because they swept the Jaguars last year, beat the Titans, could have beat the Titans a second time. They came really close to being four and two in AFC South. So I don't think Tennessee's better uh, without AJ Brown. I don't think Jacksonville's better. I think they're about the same. And then, of course, the Jaguars could be better and they could still be the worst team in the league. We mentioned Patrick Mahomes or mm-hmm. Paolo Bancaro. Did y'all see this over the weekend? I forgot to even bring this up. F1 had a race in Miami. And I've been more of a follower of F1 because I've been watching a Netflix show. And so this guy was interviewing who he thought was Patrick Mahomes. And it turned out to be Paolo Bancaro from Duke. <laughs> and no. I happened to turn on Jeez, the race. He's seven inches shorter. <laughs> I know, I know. And so he starts to interview him, and Paolo looks down at him and goes, I'm Paolo Bancaro. I don't think you're the guy I'm thinking. Future Houston Rocket? <laughs> yes, could be a future. Could be a future uh, Houston Rocket, uh, hopefully. Wait, what's the Netflix show on F1? What am I missing? Uh, Formula, uh, what's it called? Uh, when, God, I can't remember what it's called. Formula Drive or something like Is that. Is it a reality yeah, show? Yeah, it's a documentary about the F1 season. It's fantastic. General, oh, have you seen it? it? i got to see it. I'm seeing it. I have not seen it, but it certainly sounds it. exciting. It's really, it's, I mean, it is excellent. It's like mic'd up on steroids. Like NFL's mic'd up, like on steroids. It's unbelievable the footage and stuff that they have gotten from these F1 uh, drivers, from their, the audio they get from the, the race cars. It's, it's incredible the things uh, that they've got. General, this is, this has turned into such a big day, the, the schedule release. And really, it's like over the last eight years, it's, it seemingly has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. When you, when you look at it, it's really just, well, here's when teams are playing. Why has it struck a nerve really for NFL fans and for just the NFL that this day is so big that the schedule is released when? They know who and where, but now we found out when. Why has it become so big, do you think? Because the NFL PR machine deems it so. The creation of the NFL Network took the combine to a whole new stratosphere. It's taken the scheduling to a whole new stratosphere. The Pro Football of Fame announcement to the whole new stratosphere. At some point, they'll do something on the schedule every night. When I listen to shows, they breathlessly waiting for the schedule, even though you know who they're going to play and where they're going to play. And the first one I always looked at was the Titans on the road because I wanted to know when I was going to Nashville, then Jacksonville and Indianapolis. This year, of course, the Browns because of Watson. And and the Texans' road schedule this year as far as great trips, uh, as my wife Carol has pointed out to me numerous times, couldn't you wait one more year? And I said, <laughs> if you want to go to any of those cities, you don't watch the game, just say we'll go to those cities. And I told her, I said, you never know. I said, you never know. I might be making a few road trips this year. I've had some invitations and Mm. it is a great schedule. You guys are going to have so much fun in the cities where the uh, Texans are going to play. Now, of course, a lot of those are really tough games, but I think the schedule is so exciting. And if the NFL can make it any bigger, it will. Yeah. I think, 
announcing this date when they did prior to the draft. This is when it's going to happen, 7 p.m., May 12th. That gave everybody a target, and you had this buildup. And leaking – it's not a leak when the NFL does it. It's an announcement of a primetime game every day. They've done it this week in the morning. Yesterday it was Green Bay, Dallas. Today I forget who it was. But when they do stuff like that, maybe it was Kansas City, Tampa Bay. I forget who it was. So when they do stuff like that, it gets everybody hyped up about individual games, which normally wouldn't happen because usually they dump the schedule in your lap at 7 p.m. the day it comes out. And, John, you remember in the past it was sort of like it might be this week or that week, and uh, and then all of a sudden the day before it's going to be tomorrow. And that's how it would go down. This is so much better with all this buildup and hype. Doing it in April, they would announce it, and then everybody, okay, who's going to be the first pick? And it's right back to the draft. Doing it now, yeah. having that little slack period after after the draft is brilliant. And everything the NFL does when it comes to PR is brilliant. And that's why it is the number one sport in the country by far. General Bills Rams to kick it off on a Thursday night. And you think about the league, you know, man, that's a pretty darn good kickoff game bills rams thursday night your thoughts about those two kicking it off out in so far and how about the bills playing on thanksgiving back-to-back years yeah, allegedly back-to-back I, years. I, did that get announced or was no, that, that was on that that was on that sheet that's actually been right on a lot of things thus far oh yeah well, well that didn't hurt them last season because the last we saw the bills they had one of the greatest endings in the history of football at any level when they lost one of those games you just wanted it to go on and on the last time we saw the Rams are winning the Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford, that was on the field. I'm still blown away by what the Rams did on during the draft, that mansion up in the Hollywood Hills where they were all cool guys. No, You couldn't wear socks if you wanted to get on the premises. And, uh, I, and I think that is a great way to do it. Buffalo, of course, of the great as the AFC is, I can't see right now, including Kansas City, pick ahead of Buffalo for representing the uh, AFC in the Super Bowl because they're loaded and all these teams in the AFC and no no knock on the NFC. Only thing I know about the NFC is if the Bucks are not in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady will be part of the broadcast and he might be anyway, even if they are in. But the AFC, if you if you I do a show every week in Las Vegas and they are so fired up out there, as they all are. And I told them, guys, don't anybody in AFC West shouldn't get your hopes up about ha- having home field advantage. You're going to beat each other up during regular season. Yeah. Somebody else is going to beat up on their division like the Titans did last year and get home field advantage. But, you know, the, everybody's so fired up about the game, especially now that they know when it's going to be played. But, man, if you're an AFC West fan, that's going to be just – it's going to be kind of a war. Well, plus they play the NFC West, so there's some <laughs> there's some factor in yeah. there. I mean, they might be better. Seattle, I don't know how good they're going to be without Russell Wilson. Of course, oh. Arizona, you never know because are they headed in the right direction? But still, with the Rams and 49ers, that's tough. How about Denver and Seattle, week one, Monday night football this, all right. in Seattle. In Seattle. So, <laughs> John, this is like a kingdom matchup with Dave Craig versus John Elway or something. I mean, this is old AFC West <laughs> stuff, isn't it? 
I, I think Dave Craig was better than Drew Locke. You know, if Drew Locke played every game <laughs> oh, he like was. he played his first start at NRG Stadium, he'd have been in a Pro Bowl both years. But I still can't understand why Seattle loaded at the skill positions, drafting two offensive tackles, including Charles Cross in the first round, have not made a deal for Baker Mayfield. But that is going to be a fun game, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. Seattle's style with drafting Kenneth Walker the third to go with Rashad Penny is going to be to run it uh, with Mike Vrabel, old-fashioned football, control the clock, and they'll try to keep it out of Russell Wilson's hands. John, most of the team building for 2022, I say most, the majority of it is pretty much over at this point. Obviously, there'll be cutdowns to 53 and all that kind of stuff, but Free agency is always ongoing, but the majority of it's done. The draft is over. Which team do you think throughout the league are most people sleeping on based on the offseason additions, maybe some deletions, and a draft that was added to? I mean, obviously people are really excited about what the Texans did uh, on the draft and then a couple of really key free agent signings, especially Jerry Hughes and Mari Addison and Rasheem Green, which they just did in the last week, week and a half. But which team do you think around the league are people sleeping on the most? I'll give you two. The Chargers, just because they're in such a tough division and they didn't make the playoffs last year thanks to the Texans. And I think they have done a really good job in the offseason, in free agency, and the draft. And in the NFC, it's kind of weird. I think the Cowboys, because people are all talking about Philadelphia winning that division and maybe the Eagles will, but I don't think people uh, are taking the Cowboys seriously enough with Dan Quinn back as the defensive coordinator, and he did a terrific job. I think they've quietly made a lot of good moves, so I would say the Cowboys and the Chargers. I think the Ravens, to a degree, if Lamar stays healthy, yeah. they played a lot of close games with Huntley at quarterback. They played a lot of close games. They were right there. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Now, at receiver, it is very, very interesting. <laughs> and by interesting, I mean thin. They have rookies for days, but they're undrafted guys, so we'll see. Yeah. But I think the Ravens are a team to uh, definitely check out. I think the the best addition was Lamar coming back just yeah. being healthy. But if he's back healthy, I think you're right, Mark. I think uh, I think General's right, too. I said it earlier during our live stream. I thought the Chargers – I think the Chargers are going to be really they good. They know how year. to run the ball. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, those are familiar names. They're back. Ricard, the fullback. I mean, they're all back to run the ball yep. and smash Matthew to death and, for their sake, hopefully hit some plays. But we'll see. What do you think, General? And they're still going to finish third in their division. Isn't it going to be <laughs> weird, everybody picking the Steelers in last place? I wonder when's the last time – the Steelers were a consensus pick for last place will you do in the it? AFC North. Will you pick uh, that at last? Yeah, I think everybody will. I'm going to pick Cincinnati first, Cleveland second, Baltimore third, and Pittsburgh last, and the top three could be in the playoffs. Don't you think that there's a chance that the Bengals have a little come back to earth yes. about their season? Because, look, I'm not going to take anything away from a run to the Super Bowl. Sign me up for that. You know, this was not exactly blowout city in the playoffs. The Raiders had a chance to beat them late. Then they go on the road. They beat Tennessee. They go on the road. They beat the Chiefs. They were down in that game. We know what happened in the Super Bowl. I mean, they could have won the Super Bowl just as easily, but they could have just as easily lost any of those playoff games. Can't take away from the victory, but it's not like they're a dominating team, General. 
And that's true, Mark. But keep this in mind. Their biggest weakness with their offensive line. They have done a tremendous job of plugging holes in their offensive line. And they have so many talented receivers led by Jamar Chase. They have two running backs led by Joe Mix, and they improved their defense. And the key to all of it is Joe Burrow's great, and he's going to be great for a long time. You know, that division, if Lamar Jackson's back, Jackson, Watson, and Burrow, and Pickett or Trubisky. That's why the Steelers will be picked last. That's so hard to believe that the Steelers being picked up. But I think the, the reason that I believe that, General, about you just you just hit it. I think there is a little bit of regression in me because, A, Cincinnati's got to play first-place schedule. So that, I know it's two games, but it's two games against teams that won divisions last year and Baltimore's better and Cleveland's got Deshaun. I think Cincinnati comes back to the pack a little bit. I, I'm with I'm with Mark. I think Baltimore ends up winning that division if, if Lamar stays healthy. Now, we'll see whether he does or not, but I, I think that's – I think that division is going to be a lot better than people think. I think the AFC West is going to be really good, but I don't think it's going to be as good as everybody says. I think the AFC North is going to be better than people think. All right, what about this, General? And I brought this up with Johnny a couple of times this week where you look at mock drafts for next year and the Texans are the consensus number one selector in the draft next year by the pundits. So are they right or are they wrong? Will the Texans have the worst season out there? I, I find that incredibly hard to believe. And they're playing some other teams that would certainly be candidates for the number one pick, like the Giants, perhaps the Jaguars again. I don't know if the Bears are going to be good. Let's see what Fields does. But what are your thoughts on the subject? And what is a pundit anyway? <laughs> the, the, the media who pretends the, they know what they talk they're talking about. Well, the media and picked the Texans to have the worst record this year. They won four games. They lost by three of the Patriots, lost by three of the Titans, lost by one score at Miami, and they were in disarray. And they had a rookie quarterback who wasn't ready to play until late in the season. They had the worst running game in franchise history. They're going to be better this year. They've still got the Jaguars. Titans are not special. The Colts are not special. Now, the AFC West is special, and uh, but can they beat the Giants? Can, I, can they beat the Cowboys, the Eagles, uh, Washington? Yeah, they're capable of winning some of those games. I think right now, of course, none of us have a clue. So much depends on injuries. I could see them going from four to six wins. And then in 2023, when these draft choices are producing and we know who's the best and and uh, and and Casario signs free agents next year when he has cap money, eleven more draft choices. I believe that they'll be a wild card contender in two thousand twenty three. And if indeed they have the first pick, they can trade it to a team that wants one of the top two quarterbacks if they like Mills, and then take um, who's the great linebacker for the Alabama William Will uh, Anderson Jr. Will Anderson Jr. who might be the most talented player in the draft, even though quarterbacks go first and second. And maybe the Texans could end up with him and put him at defensive end. General, I got to say this. Comment question. I had the opportunity to go see Facing Nolan the other night, and my comment is you were fantastic. Thank you, My question is, how did you get involved? How did Bradley Jackson, who directed it, how did you get involved with that, and how cool was that process to kind of sit down and talk about Nolan and his uh, and his career, and in particular his his uh, time here in Houston. 
I've had so many people ask me, well, you're a football guy. How'd you make uh, the Nolan Ryan documentary? <laughs> and the reason is Reed Ryan, who I've gotten to know pretty well through the years, Reed knows that I've been an Astros fan since the first pitch of the first game in 1962, and I seldom uh, miss a game. If I'm, if I'm doing something at night, I tape it and I watch it, and I read everything. So I follow the Astros as closely as I can. And so Reed asked me, he said, uh, Bradley Jackson is doing a documentary on my dad, and I suggested you to, uh, to, uh, for him to interview. So I went over to the Houstonian where Bradley was set up, and he told a talk show uh, this week that he spent three hours interviewing me. And I didn't remember it being that long. I just remember it being a lot of fun, and I was honored to be part of the process. And when we finished, I told Bradley, I said, hey, you know, thank you. This has been an incredible experience. If you don't use anything I said, I don't, I don't blame you. He said, we will be using some things you said, and he did. And I'm so honored and appreciative of that. Yeah, the uh, the crowd got a really, really big laugh out of the general giving some sign language to the camera. About sign John McMullen, because that's what we did when John <laughs> McMullen refused to bring back <laughs> Nolan yep. Ryan. You know, people think what a bad trade it was with Hopkins. Letting Nolan oh. Ryan get away, the owner, because he just just he just thought that he could sign somebody else that had a better record. Turned out to be a disaster, one of the worst decisions in our city's history. But uh, I hope people go see this. It's going nationwide, almost a thousand screens next week, and uh, and uh, I. I've seen it on email and I'm going to go into theaters and see it with Carol because I just, you know, I'll, I'll walk around without my hat and, you know, say, Hey, I was in there. No, I wouldn't do that, but I want to see it on a big screen. And uh, so uh, I can't wait to do that. It's going to be great. I'm happy for Reed and Bradley and Nolan. General, one more question here. You mentioned the city losing Nolan, the Hopkins thing. You brought it up. Earl Campbell once upon a time was traded to the Saints where he reunited with Bum Phillips. How did the city take that at the time when Earl was traded? Earl was hurt when they traded him. He got hurt in training camp, and uh, they were they were really bad. We knew for a year Bum was going to trade for him, and when he did, Earl was injured, and he never did anything again. So I think people, it wasn't like this, like some bad Bad Oiler trades, to me, the worst they ever made was Kenny Houston to Washington, where he went on to be the greatest strong safety in history and a first ballot Hall of Famer because they made such a dud move. Our city's made some terrible deals, but, man, the best one to me ever was Bum Phillips trading to get the first pick in a 78 draft to take the Tyler Rose first overall. Change the franchise, no doubt. All right. Well, the Texans draft in the books, of course. It's rookie camp tomorrow. We'll talk about that next. General, thanks so much for your time. We look forward to seeing you. Mark and John, thank you guys very much, as always. John McClain joining us on the Thursday night program like he always does. Coming up, more schedule talk. There's a schedule tracker, schedule leaks on Twitter. There was a fake schedule leak account. Some of these leaks are fake. You have about 30 minutes to go before the schedule comes out. Let's do this on Texans Radio. Texans All Access continues in a moment. 
Friday through Monday at Ashley's Memorial Day Early Access Sale. Shop amazing deals on best-selling in-stock items with free and fast doorstep delivery. Save 25% off your first item plus 20% off the rest of your purchase. Or get special financing for five years with absolutely no money down. Visit your local Ashley and enter to win free groceries for a year. Text DEALS to 79975 to find more deals and to set up your in-store appointment today. Friday through Monday only at Ashley. Only at Ashley. Only at Ashley. Only at Ashley. Back to the show that keeps you plugged in with the Houston Texans. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. Chris Santiago back in the studio. We're at NRG Stadium live with the schedule coming up in 27 minutes. You're going to get it on HoustonTexans.com right here in these airwaves. The guys are doing a special show to talk about the schedule, so you don't want to miss that. Opening weekend announcements have been made. Texans opening at home against the Colts. Everybody got to announce their home opener, so that meant whoever you're playing on the road in week two, assuming it would be on the road, as long as it was their home opener, you'd be able to announce it, and it was the Denver Broncos. So Indy at home, Denver Broncos on the road, and a leak out of Chicago that week three will be at the Bears. That is not confirmed. So that would be road, road. Denver Bears. Look, I'm okay with it. Fingers crossed that's true. Oh, because you want September with those cold weather sites. Are you kidding me? Yeah, the Bears in September. And I'll tell you what, that is going to be a popular spot. Going to Chicago in the fall, that'll be a popular spot for the traveling Texans. I think the traveling Texans, well, obviously, you need to know when the games are before you book a trip. But also, do I really want to go to Chicago in December? Maybe not. But, yeah, September, I'll definitely go. Or Denver, same kind of thing in all likelihood. If that's true with Chicago, that means Denver and Chicago in September? Two potential cold-weather games Mm -hmm. early? (sighs) You like that a lot. Blake Jones was listening. He was. Blake, Blake Jones was Blake listening. did you a solid. I think he's finally making up for some of the stuff he did yeah. when you coached him in yeah, high school exactly. football. Exactly. So now he's really uh, coming around yeah. to you. Um, another leak was Cleveland here December 4th. Yeah. So that would be, you presume, if there's going to be a suspension, probably after the suspension. And the general said that that would be the hottest ticket in Texans history. I was told, okay, you want to hear what I was told? That the hottest ticket in Texans history, just pure financial hot, right? Regular season. Regular season, financial temperature. Uh, When you look at secondary market, and we have all that information, all that data, secondary market, food sales, everything was 2019. 2019. Because 2002 might have been hotter 2019 Cowboys. I didn't need to say 2018 Cowboys. Oh, 2018. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It was Cowboys. 2019. Yeah, it was Um, Cowboys. Yeah, it was was the Cowboys. 2018 Cowboys. My bad. Sunday Um, night football. You know, I know this. I know. Uh, Sunday night football overtime game. Huge outing. Unbelievable. And absolute secondary market lava hot demand. Now, 2002 probably had lava hot demand on the secondary market, but it wasn't online then. It was, or maybe some of it was, but you know what I mean? They didn't track the data the same way. I, I got to thinking about this. Two, two things. Last year when the Niners played the Rams, mm-hmm. those games, it felt like there was a little something different. And maybe it was because at SoFi, at the end of the year, they played the last game of the year in SoFi, and then they played the championship game right. in SoFi. And, of course... There was all this about the 49ers fans getting tickets and the Rams weren't going to sell them to anybody that didn't yeah. have an L.A. address yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
and maybe the environment is what brought it out. Now, the championship game is a championship game, but that last game, it mattered for both teams, obviously, and the 49ers had this big comeback to win and get in the playoffs. But it got me thinking about the game against the Cowboys because earlier today, Suds and I were looking back at some of the, the pregame speeches that players have given because Suds, when players give a pregame speech, Suds is like right there with his camera. Oh, oh the, the breakdown on the field. He, yeah. he found we were kind of thinking – about some of the guys that I've given him over the years. And he's like, you know, J.J. was really good. He goes, you know who's really good? It was only here for a year. It was Tyron. And so he was pulling down different speeches oh, that yeah. Tyron had given. And in the one, he pulled down the one that he gave for that game against the Cowboys. And he says in that thing something to the extent of, let's show them who owns Texas. Yeah. And I just wonder, in a game like that, even though – now, the Texans do have more guys from the city of Houston, so it may matter to Jalen Petrie and Kenyon Green and some of the youngest. Maybe it doesn't. But I wonder, and maybe it's just because the environment gets showered down upon them, but that game, it felt different. It The hitting was more intense. Every single play, it just felt like it was it more did. intense than any other it game. Did. It was crazy, that game. It was a crazy atmosphere. It was wild. It was not a high-scoring game, but 1916. No, yeah, Is and that it what re- it was? Total- yeah, it was 16-13. You know, and then, of course, the Cowboys got an opportunity right there at the end to kick the field goal and tie it. But, yeah, it was low-scoring. Mark, it's the hardest-hitting game I've ever seen. Hardest-hitting I've ever seen. I was hearing hits through my headphones, and I will never forget Deshaun trying to go for the goal line right in front of me. And freaking Vander Esch and Jalen Smith hitting him in the rib cage at the same time, just bang. Well, like what is going on? Take it to Dallas then. Four years right? earlier, yes. 2014, when you had the Sea of Battle Red. Yes, when you had an overtime game, it, the hitting, the atmosphere. Just the vibe in the stadium was incredible. I'd never seen a game like that before in the NFL. And to lose that one, we mentioned this before, yeah, that, that was as painful a regular season loss yeah. without you getting knocked out of something that you could possibly have. You weren't knocked out at the time, but it really hurt a lot to lose to those guys because, you know, you don't have a shot at them for another four years. Now at the 17-game schedule, you might have that offset. You know, they're the team you're going to face, blah, 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 every couple of years uh, because you're going to play an NFC East team. Right. but. You know, we, you're not a sure thing to play them. We've always played the Cowboys early in the season. Right. This this is going to be interesting to see uh, yeah. you know, and when where, you match up. You know, is it follow the same trend? Are we in week five or six against the Cowboys? Which is always kind of interesting because both teams at that point are still you know kind of in it. Now, in 2018, we were coming off an 0-3 start. We had just beaten the Colts mm-hmm. and 1-3. But yet you could feel like, okay – as the players in the locker room, I remember that day against the Colts. I remember being in the locker room, listening to the guys, and they were like, we, I remember Ryan Griffin in particular, hey, we just needed one. We just needed one to get started. We got under our belt, and now we go. But even at one and three, you still feel like, okay, they're, they're, not, they're not out of this. So I'm kind of hoping for an early season Dallas game because the intensity will obviously be there. Maybe it's Thanksgiving. I don't know. Have all the Thanksgiving games been announced? I don't know. Uh, Some I think about they the have. Leaks. I think they have. And remember, Dallas has an NFC team in there. Oh, that's right. That's they got a Fox game okay. in there for Thanksgiving, Fox so game. that's going to change it. And Brady won't be working it because he's still playing football. But when he's done, he's going to make a ton of money. So during a bye week, is he going to like step no. into the booth? No. Uh, PFT actually had a story. What's going to happen if they don't make the Super Bowl because Fox has the Super Bowl this yeah. year? Would he jump into the booth? That's not fair. 
but maybe he'd have a role. It's just very weird to give him that gig without any kind of planning. But this is what they do now. This is what they do. You know, the Madden when the the Madden documentary came out on Christmas Day, which was phenomenal timing. Yeah, it was a great time. Because unfortunately, he passed away a few weeks later. But I just remember watching that, and Madden had actually done games in the '81 season, mm-hmm. but he told CBS that he wanted time to be able to prepare for the Super Bowl. So he didn't call the NFC Championship game. And I don't think he called a playoff game. I think he he had he had like I don't say I don't want to say weeks off cuz he wasn't off. He was actually studying so that he could get ready for the Super Bowl which ended up being the 49ers and, and the Bengals and he did that with Pat Summerall, but he had weeks off and then went and did the Super Bowl and of course, you know, his career kind of took off from there so I thought it was interesting, but he'll have a role. They'll, I would imagine they'll find some they're paying him a lot of money. I don't think he's, they're going to allow him to be. Hey, here's our new announcer, Tom, and he's just sitting in the stands. I don't think. I don't think that's happening. What do you think of this week two doubleheader on Monday Night Football? But it's a staggered start, where you have the Titans and the Bills kicking off, and then an hour and fifteen minutes later, I think it's a six fifteen kick, then a seven thirty kick central between the Vikings and I forget who they're playing. But it's weird to have. Two games going on on Monday night. Now, they've done the doubleheader before, right. but it's a true doubleheader. It's right. one, then the other. Now it's two different networks, ESPN and ABC, both owned by Disney. Right. What do you think of that? I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all because my OCD gets the best of me because I'm watching a game. I very rarely, Mark, now like to watch a live game. You like to you let it catch up. Right. So you can through the commercials. This is how I watch. The it. advertisers hate you. This is exactly. Yeah, but this, guess what? Yeah, now I'll, I'll, I'll let you continue in a minute here. But the league and the networks know that if you're watching your favorite team, you're not doing that. Right. There's no way no, you're, right. you're on the second screen. I can't deal with. It. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't take it. I gotta watch it live. But I don't have to worry about right. it because if it's a game you don't really care about as much, right. You're able to do that. Now, I got you. I do that with the NBA. Live, any live NFL game, I'm I'm doing that. Obviously, if the Texans are, well, I mean, we're working a game, so yeah. it's not. It's a Johnny's down on the sideline. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. Pause. Pause the game. This is how I watch college football. I have set my uh, streaming service to record every college football game that comes on. And so they all start at the same time, and I pick one to watch, and I watch that up until the first commercial. And then I go to the next one, and I rewind at the beginning. I go to the next game. Next game. Oh, and then you go back to the top then of the batting back, order. And, I, yeah. and that's how I end up watching. So in the 11 o'clock window, I end up watching like four or five full games. I do that with old movies on networks that yes. are just running them so they can clear tons of commercials. Yes. And I'm embarrassed to say that, but I do that. All right, coming up, more on the schedule. What's leaking? We'll get you ready. Hey, go to HoustonTexans.com or the Texans app at 7 p.m. tonight. Get your tickets when you see the schedule come out. It is going to be fun. It's Texans Radio. More Texans Radio is on the way. The Houston Texans and Chevron have teamed up with the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Houston and the Houston Food Bank to create the Chevron Market Pantry at the Houston Texans Team Club. The partnership provides food to the local community and is run by Team Club members and Chevron volunteers. Together, we're helping make Houston a better place to call home. Texans Radio, The Drive continues. 
Yes, it does. And the schedule continues as we are on the edge of our collective seat waiting for the schedule to come out in about 10 minutes. And it'll be on HoustonTexans.com, the Texans app. We'll put it out on all the platforms. It might even go on Pinterest. I don't know. But I'm waiting just like everybody else. And the schedule leak stuff has just been hilarious. And it was said to me, you know, maybe the league kind of enjoys this part of it, right? Heck yeah. Because people are talking. They're releasing little tidbits out at a time, you know, one at a time, these international games, some of the primetime stuff. And then you get some leaks. And is it right or is it not? But people debate it. There's schedule tracker online. There's schedule leak you know, people starting new Twitter accounts to leak schedule information. And the guy came up with 10,000 just putting out random games. I almost tweeted to him, like, nope, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. I mean, I don't I just was like, you you can't be right about this. You can't. And then he tweeted today, oh, yeah, I got 10,000 people to follow this account just putting out random games I'm guessing about that aren't And he's right. guessing. And he's, he was totally just guessing, guessing. Just putting it out. There. That's funny. Uh, and that's really sad. That people follow Fair. that, but yes. what are you going to do? Fair. No blue check mark on that guy. Would imagine. <laughs> no. Uh, no blue check mark. Rookie camp is tomorrow, so tomorrow night's show, we're going to have Lovey Smith on to talk about what happens on the practice field. So Lovey Smith on Texans All Access tomorrow. Want to tune in for that to hear what he has to say about the rookies, the schedule, all of it. All right, some other stuff here, and don't forget, you can buy single game, single game tickets in ten minutes. Single game tickets. So not necessarily the season, although that would be the right move. Yes. But you could also get single game tickets tonight. Normally we would do that later, but Greg Grissom talked about it, the president of the team. Uh, all the ticket people got together. They said, you know what, let's just do this. Let's yeah. do this. People want to have fun. They want to select what they want to do. Let's go for it. Yeah. And then, you know, you can buy tickets or try to. To road games, too, if you want. But NRG Stadium is going to be cooking. Indianapolis to start the season. Back-to-back times the Texans have played the Colts to begin the season. 2010-2011, both were victories. One was against Peyton Manning. Arian Foster runs for over 230, goes nuts. Manning throws for 400-plus yards in that game. Texans prevail. They had a 17-point lead in that game, which was also the same number they led the Rosencopter game by. And also the following year, 2009, that's one we never talk about. They, but they were up 17 on the Colts here in 2009 and lost that one, too. That one hurt. Yeah. They I'm sorry they to remind hurt. everybody about that. They all but hurt. 2010 was awesome. 2011 was awesome. Opening the season against Indy, this is the first time you've done that since then. I mean, we talk so much about the schedule. We get preseason games, too. Preseason games, find too. find those out. You get two home preseason that. games, one on the road. We'll find out what they, uh, what they do with those. Uh, the other thing, and we mentioned the leaks coming out, Cleveland December 4th. We'll see if that's true. Uh, you were talking about this during the break. Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. Yeah. His reception there versus what a certain former quarterback would yeah. get here. Listen, that's going to be a love affair up there. I mean, all the years they've had. I they, would think so. They went to two Super Bowls. He won one of them. Come on. That's a love fest. Here, but he asked not so much. But he asked to leave. Yeah, but it was, I think, after a fairly long stay there and a lot of productivity and it's on the way down. I think that that is a lot more understandable and acceptable to the fan base than what has happened here, shall we say. So I think here it's not going to be as good. 
And by not as good, I mean it's going to be loud, rowdy, crazy. The fans will really – the Texans could be 0 for whatever when that game occurs, and it's going to be crazy in this building. Do you agree with the general that it will be the hottest ticket? No. We talked about 2018 Dallas. Well, we talked about 2018 Dallas because that was the hottest ticket in terms of financial and all that. Now, as far as the buzz around the league and whatever, look, that was a Sunday night football game. We forget some of these games, Johnny. Over the years, you forget some big games this team has played from time to time because, look, you move on. It's selective memory, whatever. We live in the moment. Great. That's what sports – it's so beautiful about sports and this league that the schedule coming out is this big a deal. This is like – the NCAA tournament every Sunday on steroids. Yep. Like, careers hang in the balance. And it's all just when. It's, it's just, all just when. when. But it's imp- when is important. I know. I know it's, I know it's very important. When okay. is Junior Absolutely. leaving the house for good? Well, and, that's a different kind of when. I mean, I think in, in football it matters so much more because whether – you're inside. You're outside. Where am I going to travel to? Right. What is about it, the holidays? Right. Are they is home it game or on away? a Thursday night? Yeah. Is it a Monday night game? What's the primetime stuff? All all those kind of things come into play. Whereas you know NBA, MLB. I mean MLB is under sixty two. Nobody cares. The same thing with the NBA. I mean people care, but not like they do now with the NFL. And I remember in twenty fourteen, you had just hired me, and it was shortly after I had joined. The, the schedule release was earlier. It was like early in April, so yeah, they did the it draft. before the draft. Yeah, and I just rem- I remember going back and watching it that night, going, "Oh my god, I'm gonna go to these games! Like I'm gonna yeah. be at the- it." Was the it was the coolest feeling to go? Oh, okay, this I remember that I remember that off season specifically because I thought Johnny is gonna love being in Pittsburgh. For yeah, Monday Monday night. night. I was the first one that Pittsburgh. stood out when I saw that pop up. I was like, "Yo." Pittsburgh on a Monday night. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. That's big. And then we were kicking their button, and JJ jumped offside. And and, and Jeez, well. why do the bad memories pop up from time to time? Okay, coming up because that game did it in about five minutes. The schedule is out. HoustonTexans.com, Texans app, tickets on sale. Those places. Check out the schedule. See what you like. See what you want to see different. But you know what? It is what it is. And we'll talk about it more tomorrow. And we'll have tons of content on the website and the app about the schedule, about these opponents, about getting fired up for 2022. I am so fired up. Rookie camp tomorrow. It is a great time of year, and we're not even to the good part yet. Wow. All right. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, John McClain. Thank you, Chris Santiago. Schedule in five minutes. Less than that. Let's go. Go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. How do we outsmart cancer? At Houston Methodist, we're creating nanodevices to directly treat tumors, minimizing side effects. We're researching how repurposing existing treatments can stop the deadliest form of breast cancer from spreading. And removing cervical cancer without affecting the uterus so you can still give birth. That's the difference between practicing medicine and leading it. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston